Hey friend, welcome to The Quest, the podcast featuring three guys who happen to be on staff at the First Christian Church in Cookville, Tennessee, having conversations about following and pursuing God with all of our hearts and helping the church live authentic Christ-following lives in a post-Christian culture. Good morning. Are we going? Yes, we're going. All right. Good morning. Welcome to The Quest. I am Brad. My friends Jared and Josh are here. We are walking through this book. I remembered the title "Unfolding Grace." Good job. And uh, and and um, it's it's a it's a book that breaks scripture into forty selected readings. Highly selected. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they, they're trying to go generally from Genesis through Revelation and kind of explore grace and how it unfolds throughout the scriptures. So it's been really good discussion. We're Finishing up Genesis today, we're going to talk about Jacob and Joseph and going to Egypt and some cool things with that. Um, hope you're doing well. Uh, thanks for tuning in and want to encourage you to subscribe and click the like button and the share button and whatever other buttons you have available there. <laughs> Just slam it, you know, that helps us to get the word out, share it with your friends. Um, I'm, I'm still working on my first cup of coffee, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to, you know be coherent. Um, but no, I'm really excited about this and we're going to dive right in. We've got two questions and, uh, let's see where God leads it. So what is our first question? Uh, so this section covers Genesis 45 through 48. Um, how do we see the Lord working in the life of Joseph? And then how can this encourage us in our own suffering? Wow. Mm. Well, since we skipped over him getting him to Egypt, <laughs> yeah, I, I think guess we'll just assuming we'll that just we, assume. we know the story, right? Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, hopefully, you know the story if you're listening. Yeah, that's a the, big part of being sold you know, into slavery and going to yeah. prison and all those things. But it, I mean, it's really dreams. cool because I mean, like, it, it, God's using, and it comes back, you know, him him using what someone intended for evil for good. You know, this is the you know the preservation of all of Israel yeah. through what appeared in the, in the moment to be something just vilely evil selling that, your, your brother into slavery. Yeah. And that took a life, well, half a lifetime Yeah, to come to fruition. Oh yeah. And numerous circumstances and, and encounters and conversations and dreams and interpretations and, you know, all of that stuff just to get him to this place where he was, you know, second in command of <laughs> Egypt, <Yeah. laughs> like this lowly, yeah. you know, Israel boy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy. Um, I did notice because I just kind of listened to it. I enjoyed listening to it and I listened to it this morning before we came in several times. I mean, Joseph emphatically in that 45th chapter makes it clear. God did this. This was God's yeah. plan all the way through. You yeah. meant it for evil. But this was the plane all along. But you, you know? can see the trepidation in his in his brothers. Oh, they're terrified. They're terrified. They don't even want to be near him. They're like, oh, he's going to kill us. I mean, he's the second in command of Egypt. He's going to have us just beheaded. Yeah. And, yeah. and and then finally he goes up and he's like hanging on them and weeping over them. Yeah. And finally they'll talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really was impacted by that in the sense that I tried to put myself in their shoes. Because... It, it it really gives you the impression they did not recognize him. They did not know it was him. He'd be like a ghost. I yeah. mean, they really probably thought he was dead or, you know, in yeah. a yeah. dungeon somewhere. Yeah. Not. I know. <laughs> and, and I think even if I didn't see my brother for a long time, I, I think I would know 
I mean, or or go. You know, you look a lot like a guy I used to know. You know, but it's it's wild. But they really didn't. And and uh, and but then you know you you add to it. It's not just they were used. To, you know, it's like okay, it's like seeing your teacher in the in the grocery store twenty years after you've not gone to that grade school. Yeah, you know, sure. your second grade teacher. You run into. It's like wow, she's like in the grocery store. I didn't know she ever was anywhere, but like in the in classroom. classroom. Yeah. <laughs> And so, so you're used to seeing your little brother out in the field, and now he's in full regalia in the palace of Pharaoh. Now, okay, I, I could That's, be completely wrong, but wasn't the Pharaoh one of those ones that, that, like, you could not look upon his face because he was, quote-unquote, a god, and they would, like, strike you dead? So was it possible that maybe they came in not looking at him, that they came in bowed before him? Like, maybe they actually, maybe they actually weren't looking at him. Maybe. It's not, they were not told. No, I know. I was just a thought. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But when he spoke, you would think. I like my line better. I think, <laughs> I think they just didn't recognize him. Probably. I don't know. I, but, yeah. I mean, but either way, it's just very interesting, and it's an incredibly dramatic reunion, yeah. the way they. But then God pours like. out his grace upon his people, saying, yep, look at what I did to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt about it. It was incredible. Um, and we're going to move you all down here and set you up in the best <laughs> land. And we're going <laughs> to give you all the sheep, give you all the sheep. Yeah. You get to take care of the because, sheep. Be, well, because we know what's coming. It also made me think how and I know this. I don't want to run down a rabbit trail, but this point is there. How the, the change in a change in leadership at the top dramatically changes everything. Oh, yes. For a country and for the people living in it. Um, very interesting. Because, you know, when we get into the next section, it's going to be a new Pharaoh came who did not yeah. did not know Joseph or his father. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, boy, that went horrible. Because this Pharaoh's like, yeah, come on in. The best of yeah. the land is before you. You can have mm-hmm. it all, you know. Which it was interesting. Like, um, I, I may have misread it. Didn't Joseph say, you know, say your, your shepherds, the Pharaoh despises shepherds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. will send you into the land of Goshen. Yeah. Then, so, so be sure to say that. Yeah. But then yeah. he says, you know, uh, you know, yes, you can have any land you yeah. want. You can uh, here, take care of my sheep. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any with special, special skill. Yeah. Yeah. Take I thought care that of was mine. weird. It's like, well, that doesn't sound like he's being, he's despising anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, you know, it was just kind of like a, I'll be nice to you because you're Joseph's brothers. And yeah. yeah. Okay, I've totally Doctor. lost track. What was the question? <laughs> uh, how do we see the Lord working in the life of Joseph? Joseph, yes. Oh, and how can this encourage us in our own suffering? Wow. So uh, one thing, and Jared and I've talked about this um, a week or so ago. Um, so jo- all this bad stuff happens to Joseph, uh, and through it, God obviously works. Joseph realizes it. And what I think is interesting is we never see Joseph in this, oh, woe is me moment of, um, and he had plenty of time to do that. And I feel like with how straight on scripture is and what we see in other parts of scripture, if he had that moment, I feel like it would have been in there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But then he could have had this woe is me moment and then just sat there and done nothing. Yep. Yet he continues to work hard this whole time. Um, and it makes me think of a passage in Jeremiah where God's people are sent into, um, 
or they're in in uh, captivity. That's and, twenty nine six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and God says, "Pray for the peace of the city. Pray, go exactly. In, have children. When they prosper, yep. you prosper." Yep. Uh, and it's this whole thing of even in the midst of suffering, don't don't go into this "woe is me" moment, knowing that God is with you all the way. Uh, and if you continue to work for His glory, that's that's the biggest part uh, for His glory. Um, I mean, He works it all out. Right. That, that, that'd be the, the culmination end. in verse eleven of twenty of Jeremiah twenty nine is you know I I have plans for you yeah. to prosper you and and but it's predicated on on that obedience and yeah. that faithfulness to absolutely. Hey, this is where God's got me. All right, let's let's do this. Yeah, and, and I think there obviously there's time for lament and all that stuff yeah, in, sure. in that suffering, but never forgetting the fact that God is with you through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, and and that comes that, that's a, a an understanding of joy, not happiness. Yeah. We right. can be joyful in those circumstances. We you know in lamenting, mm-hmm. we can we can have joy in lamenting. It seems mm-hmm. so counterintuitive, but so yeah. much of Christianity is so counterintuitive. Hey, there's a book title, Joyful Lamenting. <laughs> Called Ecclesiastes. <laughs> well, yeah, okay, it's already been taken. Which we won't get to. Uh, <laughs> no, which we're not going to look at in this book. Oh, no. We, no. Were, we were bemoaning We're that. skipping my two favorite books, oh, <laughs> Leviticus so and weird. Ecclesiastes. <laughs> Your conversation made me think about... Um, the definition of freedom. Mm. Um, Joseph, like I'm just underscoring what you said in from a little different mm-hmm. angle. He never, I don't think he ever felt like a prisoner. I don't think he ever felt trapped. He was, he was joyful wherever he was. And like, okay, I'm a prisoner. I'm going to be the best prisoner this yeah. place has ever had. Right. And I'm going to end up being the, you know, put in charge of the whole place. Yeah. It's like, Pretty cool. Well, and we that, see the, the consistency through Paul. I, it, it wasn't mm-hmm. anyone else's chains that held him there. Yeah. No. Well, it was his kind obedience. Of Paul was kind of chained, yeah. Well, yeah, but it was his <laughs> no, obedience. Well, no, because he could walk out. <laughs> Angels set him free. Well, I, you're, you're right. You're so right, yeah. like, it was his obedience to be where God put him, Yeah, which yeah. happened to be in a prison on if occasion. If you're free inside, you're kind of free. Yeah. yeah. I, I've, I've, I've wrestled with this a lot. I, I was a strong, strong-willed child. No, I'm a strong-willed adult, <laughs> but it's it's both a blessing and a curse. Yep, <laughs> um, because my biggest moments of dissatisfaction in life has been when I'm holding on to my will and don't surrender it to God. And as soon as I surrender it to God and say, "Okay, I'm not worried about what I wanted. I'm just going to love you where I am." Right, joy comes back. It's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. And Joseph seems to demonstrate that in spades, yeah. you know. He's just like Well that, that that's that's the sin nature twisting a strength that God's given us. Because mm-hmm. I'm I was a strong old child too. And 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 yeah, it's it's amazing how easily our nature can can twist and corrupt those strengths, be it strong willed, be it intelligence, um, just natural athletic ability, whatever it breeds arrogance it can mm-hmm. breeds you know all, all the, these it can blind us to a lot of things yeah but when we lay it down at, at christ's feet and we just say use it for your will mm-hmm. i don't get to take any credit for it because it wasn't mine to begin with right then right. we can find joy in all of it find joy in all of it and usefulness i i we were talking in our small group about a totally different kind of passage but it's wild how it all works together we were looking at Romans, I think it was 12, where Paul says, if you have these gifts, 
the, every member of the body belongs yeah. to each other. Right. And then if you have, and it's Use not them. an exhaustive list, right? It's a, it's a suggestive or whatever example. What's the word? He's giving examples. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, use them, use them. And, and and what for whatever reason our discussion went to, he had to tell them to use them. <laughs> it wasn't obvious. Yeah, because <laughs> like Carolyn, yeah, uh, Frisbee yeah. Uh, is is the greatest cook in the world. Oh my goodness, yes. And she downplays it like crazy. I and know. and yeah, she'll bring something in. That's oh, just a recipe. So I said, okay, I'm going to do the recipe next week. Yeah. And you're going to find out it's not just a recipe, you know, because you have a gift. But we, we think that if we can do it well, well, anybody can do that. Yeah. No, not anybody can do that. Yeah. And 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 so I, I, to try to tie this in with Joseph, it's just like when you're when, – when you've surrendered everything you have, including the things you're good at to God, you not only are, are able to be humble in it, but – you, you you see the value in what he's given you and that it needs to be used yeah. for his glory. And Joseph, man, he was so good with all of that. Oh yeah. You know? Well, and, and then, and then you have that testimony and other people get to see that and other people get to be blessed by it either directly by the blessing of you giving whatever it is God's given you or your testimony of, Hey, God used me like this. And then they get blessed by, Hey, maybe God can use me. Yeah, Sure. I don't have that talent, but I do have a different talent or, and our, uh, um, my, my pastor always said our greatest abilities are availability. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily that we have all of these, you know, insane, like I'm not the best guitarist. I'm not the best, you know, speaker. I'm not the best. No, just available. This is why celebrity drives me nuts. Yeah. I mean, we treat these people like they are all that and they're just conduits of God's gift yep you know they're just god's not impressed he's like yeah of course i can do that i I gave that to them (laughs) i can take it away tomorrow you know what i mean big deal so why do they stand up there and take all the you know Mm -hmm. but yeah so that's that's cool but it's really um, easy to do though to to take credit for what we can do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when the reality is i i I, I don't get to take credit for my own breath and my own heartbeat. No, I don't get to take credit for the you know structure of my brain. Yeah, nothing, nothing like. Why that. would I take credit for anything that results from any of that? Well, and and, and, and to tie this back into the last part of that last question, the second half of that first question, um, suffering, God with us in it. Um, I think how you walk through good times has an impact on how you walk through the hard times. You know, and Joseph, when when you. He walked with God, period. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter, right? And uh, that mindset that God is in it, God is with me, God's got this. They did a better job, I think, in the, uh, of remembering, remembering when God was faithful. I mean, they'd set up those, mo- we've talked about it. Yeah. They'd set up the monuments and they'd, they'd create a new name for God. God was, you know, my healer. God was my deliverer, God, whatever. We don't, at least I don't do a very good job of remembering his faithfulness mm-hmm. when I'm in those circumstances. So our, our two way, two way means of two main ways. What is <laughs> happening? <laughs> uh, brew some more coffee, man. <laughs> it's, it's my second cup. Uh, Easter and Christmas. Okay. That's that, yeah. you know, in the Christian church, that's the two main ways of remembering God's faithfulness. Two yeah. big events, I should say. Yeah. Uh, where we actually remember, which we see throughout Old Testament and New Testament of these different feasts and celebration that were 
regular Leviticus. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Had to. I know. But yeah, I mean, they just, they set their calendar around God's faithfulness. Mm -hmm. And then we downplay communion. Like, it's just another aspect of church. Like, wait, what? No, what? This is a, this is a announcements communion. Yeah. Right. It's just another little thing. Sure. Like, no, we remember. I love Danny's communion meditation this week. Dude. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. We're going to take communion. Yeah. Just totally kind of. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, just. Take the cardboard wafer and let it dissolve. It'd be good. He's just downplaying it, like being sarcastic. Yeah. Because we were talking about how to drift away from God. Yeah. Right? And and, and obviously, for those of you listening, we were being sarcastic. Yeah. Very. Not to drift away from God. Yeah. But um, but just sharing it from that perspective. And, and he just came at the whole communion meditation that way. And then he said, obviously, you know, this is. Yeah. This is pivotal. This is, you yeah. know, crucial. Like, brought it back to uh, being a time of recentering. Mm-hmm. which is what we're talking about, how all these things do that for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It almost makes me want to go back through my life because I can point to people and times and seasons and I could probably give them titles mm. kind of like the yeah. Lord will provide. Yeah. 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 Sure. You know, or I wow. think it's really good and really important to, to, to be cognizant of that and, and to, intentional and in trying to remember those people that have affected you and how and why that changed you. For sure. Um, I know it's something that I, 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 I kind of, I'm always on to the next thing. I'm yeah. always looking forward and, and, and I have a very, very hard time well, remembering that. calls us to be still, to examine ourselves, mm-hmm. to invite God to search our hearts, all those things. And there's the constant call to that thing. I think, I don't know if it was Socrates or who it was who said, was it the unexamined life mm. is not worth living? <laughs> I think it was him who said that. Um, anyway, it's great. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, it's like, to just run through your life and never take time to ponder and examine it is a waste because I mean, a big part of, honestly, it's weird. It's weird how I get so much joy when I connect with friends and we go to a restaurant and we sit down and we haven't seen each other for 10 years, but we had this incredible season of life together and we'll just laugh and talk about that time we lived together. Yeah. We're not doing anything. We're just remembering all that stuff. Yeah, right. And it's so joyful. It's like, wow, yeah, that was so good. That was so refer- reaffirming and mm-hmm. encouraging. And you just walk out of there like, that was awesome. And yeah, we don't. I don't think we do that enough. No. Yeah. Especially when it comes to God and. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Being joyful yeah. with him about, wow, you really took care of me here and there. And you taught me this. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. The Hebrews were better. Well, they, they were more. I mean, everything we're reading right now, they didn't write at this time. No, Maybe it was they, I mean, verbal. It, yeah. yeah. This, this was all written after this. So all of this was passed down through story. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Which is something funny. we don't really have as a culture. No. no. Why do we need that? We got the internet. We can just look it up. And our attention span is way too short now. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Move on. I'm what are bored. we doing now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> that's good stuff. Okay. That's the, what's the next question? So we've hit on this a little bit. Um, how does the story of Joseph's provision for his family relate to the unfolding of God's three promises to Abraham that we looked at? What were those three ago? promises? Oh, we'll make a great nation of you. Give you land. Give you the land and all nations through you will be blessed. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. How, now, how does God's provi- provi- provision for... I need more coffee, too. How does the story of Joseph's provision for his family relate to the unfolding of God's three promises to Abraham? Oh, well, it wouldn't have worked if <laughs> they had starved to death. <laughs> they had so, to be yeah, yeah. preserved. Oddly enough, they had to leave their land to be preserved, to go back to the land. But yeah. yeah. Well, the whole thing is 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 interesting to me. It's like, God... Okay, I'm going back to my Chesterton quote. God is a little kid. He loves to play. Only his version of play is mind-blowing, you know. But I mean, it's not hard for God to preserve Israel. Let's just make it rain where they live. You know, let's do whatever. He doesn't have to do anything. Um, But no, I, I want them to go through an entire generation of their son being sold into slavery and all of these things happening and then orchestrating it so they end up there and before just before he dies jacob gets to say ah oh, now i see you now i can die which, which you know freaks me out when he says that but uh you know, all live, of that but then he lives for like 17 more years yeah yeah exactly exactly that's a good jew you know now i can die uh, very yeah very dramatic very yeah yeah but then you know it's like i imagine his heart was broken for so many years that he probably felt, and he probably even oh, yeah, was yeah. near death. It's like I'm, I'm at peace and, now. And then having that relief. Yeah. If I go on living, it's great, but yeah, I'm at like, peace. Oh, well, yeah. It, it just made we are, and I, I, I don't know how accurate what I'm about to say is, but I really see this giant difference between Westerners, especially 21st century American Westerners, and these folks, uh, in the sense that, and and, and God, in the sense that. We're just like, oh, you want to get this done? Well, what's the shortest distance between two points? A straight line? We're very efficient. Come on, based, yeah. Yes. Why do you why do you take sixty steps? You could have done it in one, you know, and it's like God's not like that. Yeah. The journey is just as much. It's like Oh yeah, we look at the destination, not the journey. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And God was like enjoying watching Joseph develop and walk with him and yeah. be faithful and go through those ups and downs and all of it. Oh, yeah. Well, look at Moses wandering through the wilderness. It actually wasn't that far that they went, that they uh, ended up going. It's like a you know five-day walk. Yeah. <laughs> it took them 40 years. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Um, so, know. yeah. So, they, 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 they got to, to see the fruition of that because God ordained and created all the circumstances for them to be blessed, to be taken care of in Egypt then to be brought back out of Egypt and they'll, you know, end up going back and having their land and having all the descendants, their wealth was multiplied Their, You know? Yeah. He told Jacob before he went, remember just before he went in this reading, he said, don't be afraid to go down there. Right. I'm going to make you into a great nation while you're there, Yep. which is all a fulfillment of what he says to Abraham yep. that, you know, your descendants will be in a land, not their own 400 years and all that. And they'll be enslaved. So, I mean, it's all coming to, it's all falling together as Randy says. And, yep. uh, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's very cool how God's just working it all out, but I love that idea of the journey. God, it's all about the journey yeah. for him. You know, it's like, I got the end written. It's cool. I, I, I know we're going to win, you know, it's cool. But let's just enjoy the steps along the path. Oh, yeah. um, and too often though, we, we, I, I, We'll focus on on the destination. Oh, God wants me to go here, whatever, and then and I end up going somewhere else. I'm like, well, wait, but what happened to that? He's like, well, yeah, 
I wanted you going that direction so you missed this pitfall so that now you can go that direction to miss that pitfall. I, yeah. I, 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 it's not about the destination. It's the path. It's the journey. I'm right. going to keep your you know, feet on solid ground. I'm going to keep you on the flattened level right? to get you to wherever I planned for you. Yeah. So don't worry about tomorrow. It has enough worries of its own. Just worry about what can I do today? Yeah. What's my, what's, what, what is it you want me to do today? Well, here we are. We're sitting here. I, I've said to Kells, we've gone through COVID and, and, and God bless any of you who are listening, who've been really horribly affected by this, you know, seriously, I know mm-hmm. there have been, I've been blessed. And I just say that thankfully and humbly. I mean, I, I, there were many nights I said, Cal, I'm sitting in my recliner watching TV with you, eating a meal in my home. And everyone's telling me the world's in a terrible shape and I'm, I'm okay. I mean, you know what I mean? It just made me kind of, uh, um, um, what's the word? Um, just, I guess, strangely, just um, thankful. Yeah. Just like, wow. Pre- surreal. That's the, the word. The, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. moments. And, and, and it's like, kind of makes you wonder like, well, I mean, you almost start thinking, okay, well, why me? Why, why, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's God's, it's God's sovereignty. He's working it all out and you just trust that. But I'll tell you, the only thing or the thing that, that taught me what you were just describing about the journey and God working in our life more than anything else was being a parent. My kids are in their 20s now. I remember the third birthday and the fourth birthday. <laughs> yeah. And, and and thinking, oh, they'll never be four again. And 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 just you did that thing with them. And, and, and I'm not trying to make you all weep or anything. But it's like if daughters they, they, and your daddy and, and, and they love you and you're their world and they laugh and they come running up to you and you're just everything and you know that in five years, that's not going to be the same. And and you, so you cherish every moment. It's like, it, it, there were so many times when Kara would be like, you know, will you come up and we play, you know, tea or whatever, yeah. her, her, her little kitchen time. And yep. she'd cook meals for us and put plastic plates in front of us. And, yep. stuff. and I was so tired and I did not want to play tea. <laughs> right? I'm not telling you guys anything. I know you guys both get, but this. you do it anyway, but because... you get up and you go do it. Cause you know that it it's, Pretty soon, she's not going to be asking you to do that. Yeah. And you just got to enjoy that moment. And uh, I think God's like that with us. You know, every moment's precious. And and think about it. Your kids, they don't know that much when they're that little. You don't care that they don't know that much as their parent. Who cares? They're yeah. awesome. They're perfect, right? Yeah. Just ask me. I'll tell you because they're yeah. my kid. And, yeah. and it's like, I think God looks at us like that. It's like. Well, just admit that we don't know much. It's okay. <laughs> I want to say it was John Lennon said, life is what happens when you're busy making plans. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the in-betweens. It's the, yeah. Yeah. That's where life is. That's where joy is. Yeah, it's true. That's, that's really good stuff. Um, so go ahead. There's, if, if the Christian life was about the destination um, the Bible would be super short. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you gotta think. Oh, okay, so we'd have the Gospels. Well, then why does Paul write so much of how to live and be and all that as as a follower of Jesus? Because if it was just about the destination, and I think a lot of a lot of people in the Western world have that mindset of 
oh no, I got baptized. I'm good. Yeah. Um, and that's they, the end of the journey. Yeah, that's the end. And it's really, that's just the beginning of walking and being you faithful and being obedient. Birthed into to the world of, yeah. yeah. You're a new babe yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm not a Greek expert, but I, I, I like to dabble and I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since I really thought about the, I think it's anyway, punctilier is the word. I still remember the word. I th- Pretty sure that is a mood that describes a verb that is a moment in time with ongoing implication or effect. Mm, okay. So it happens once and then it ends. It's the stone dropping in the water and the ripples. But then the effects ways. continue. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And the cross is the ultimate uh, yeah. of those events. So it's interesting how Jesus, right before he dies, he says, it is finished. You know, I was thinking about you saying yeah. it's a short story. It's like, okay, it's done. Yeah. Right. It's over. So, but it's not over, you know, it's actually just beginning in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, you know, at least that chapter of God's story is just beginning. And, uh, yeah, so it is, it is wild how, how that's the difference between becoming a convert. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm waiting on Jesus to come back so I can go to heaven. Cause that's all this is about is me getting my ticket. Yeah. Right. Chunk, versus becoming a disciple where you're like, wow, I just took my very first step into a brand new life of following Jesus who's going to lead me through all kinds of crazy, scary, wild, life-stretching mm-hmm. chapters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that's That needs to be a sermon series. Yeah, yeah. Let's <laughs> do it. That'd be good. Um, so. Well, well, it, it, it's Especially I, I see it in, in like the American church. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I don't see it in the American well, church. That's a problem. And it, we can it, talk about the American church because it's the only one we really exactly know. in that. Yeah. That's why that's why I can I, yeah. not that I have any authority in it, but that's what I've experienced. Right. Is yeah. The, those, the, the, the light switch Christians, they, 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 they've flipped that switch. They're saved. Oh yeah. Like, no, it, it's not a light switch. You know, it, it's, it's like getting the keys to your dad's car. Yeah, you've got the keys, but you actually have to turn it on and go somewhere in it. Mm-hmm. That's that's where you live. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just sitting in the garage with keys in your hands or even the keys in the ignition or even it turned on. <laughs> it's like, go, put it in drive and go. <laughs> you, you know what? You just said something that sparked a study I'm going to have to do now. <laughs> well, the word saved and how it's used in the New Testament. Because yeah. I am Will R be well being saved? <laughs> yeah, and I'm not sure that it's ever used in a way like, for example, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Well, calls is continuous, right? Will be his future. Okay, so that doesn't mean if you called on him in 2006 by saying I had my heart strangely warmed by a message, and so I called on him and I was saved that night. That's not what that verse means. It means those who live a life of Calling on God will be saved when it comes time. I mean that, but we don't think we don't take the time to read the text carefully. Yeah. True. We, but yeah, I mean, you know everything I mean? that we see throughout, especially the New Testament, is it's always, it's never a one time. It's an always going on yeah. deal uh, when it comes to the believer's life and and that saving moment. Oh, absolutely. Uh, well, and even like your your sermon on Sunday talking about the different soils. Mm-hmm. Like those all of those soils have existed at various times in in various aspects of my life. Mm-hmm. There are aspects of my life that are are fertile and some that are hard. 
Mm-hmm. And so it is a continuous activity to treat that soil, to, to mm-hmm. minister to it and, and to allow the spirit to work in that. Hence the need to examine your life. Hence yep. the need to, yes. <laughs> yeah. To not just make plans and move on to the next one. Yeah. That's how it becomes thorny. Yep. <laughs> that right there. Wow. That chokes stuff. it out. Wow. Okay. That was just too good. Where are we at with time? Uh, 32. There we are. There we go. I always ask right around 30, man. <laughs> I just have this internal clock or something going on. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good. Anybody else have any other thoughts on that? That was good stuff. Okay. Well, wherever you are in your story, maybe you feel like you're in a prison cell. Maybe you're on top of the mountain. Um, God's with you. Call on him, love him, follow him and be free. Uh, cause if, you're live in Christ. You're free wherever you are. So, mm-hmm. all right, man. Thanks for listening. Remember again, like, share, subscribe, all those good things. Keep your eyes on Jesus, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye-bye.